Everybody and welcome to the sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider. Phil I feel like we're like a quarter of a second slow on that intro. Didn't you feel that? No, I, I felt think, like I, I we were there through that. Puppy. Like I felt like it was a quarter of a second slow. I was honestly surprised at how quickly I said the first part without stumbling over. And you didn't mess it. up. I was like, wow, you didn't the mess de- up on it. The dexterity that I just displayed with my lips and tongue. Whoa! Uh, yeah. Ooh, someone's showing off. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of showing off, what do we got on the show this off day? Well, <laughs> well, it's been a couple weeks, so it's we true. miss yeah. we miss the MLB for trade your wedding. Though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. Jordan got Congratulations married. Congratulations so to Jordan. Thank you. But also, I, I feel like you should apologize to everyone for them not getting a podcast because yeah, you were selfishly out getting married. It's true. Well, only I'm only I'm only sorry to the Patreon supporters. Oh yeah, that's a tough <laughs> one. I'm very sorry. Yeah, but I know I, you guys pay. Yep. It's like I said at the wedding, Jordan. You know, if this wedding, if this marriage lasts half as long as the courtship does, it'll be a massive success. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you guys uh, dated a long time. Very, very long time. We yeah. did. No, and, and in that way, we're better than our friends who dated less than us. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree. We've already I, been together longer than I, many I, of our friends. I, I think that you should forego making the wedding anniversary like the main. When you tell people, they're like, oh, what anniversary is it? Go with go with an earlier one. That's honestly. Yeah, just sometime in the middle. That is actually sometime we were, something we were talking about. You guys about. have like, like you know, kind of want to go with July 11th because that's like our anniversary of, and that's what we have been celebrating for eight years. There yes, you can celebrate with the free Slurpee every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was part of Zach's. Uh, uh, my dad called it a bio. Like it was. Fishy did a really good bio. Of yeah, yeah. really wrote, good bio. Really good shoe. Who wrote that? But you guys have been together Zach? like eight years at eight this point. Years, yeah. That is, most marriages don't last eight years. Well, we'll see now. Now it's married, so now you know yeah. kid needs braces. The whole new Yeah, <laughs> she's just on Dad me all the plan. time. Yeah. Lisa needs braces. <laughs> um, no, so oh, on the show today though, we yeah. missed the MLB trade deadline. Aww. This was the one of the craziest MLB trade deadlines of all time. Oh what? yeah, a lot of action. Twenty nine of the thirty MLB teams uh, did trades within like days of the deadline. I just imagine a bunch of kids holding baseball cards that are like, I'll trade you this one for that one. It's All a, right. It's, it's a lot like that. It's yeah. exactly yeah. like that. These well the people executing these trades now are quants whose friends growing up were baseball yeah. cards. Oh, but there cool. is still there is an official card that represents every player. Mm-hmm. So if you're a general manager, you got to keep track of those oh, yeah. for the trade deadline. You got to put them in a binder and order. Yeah, you got to you got to <laughs> swap them and if it's not in mint condition, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to have to give up more prospects And if now. you don't have them all, then you can't trade that person? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a real, it's a real, it, I mean, it, it makes being a general manager really tough. But So we have a player on today who was not traded. His name is Shane Green. He's mm. the closer for the Detroit Tigers. Yeah. It was rumored he might be traded. A lot of rumors swirling around. And a lot of relievers were traded because all the postseason teams, all the teams bound uh, for October, want to beef up the bullpen. Sure. Yep. And Shane Green, not traded. And I guess he was a little disappointed about it because the Tigers are not a very good team. Yeah, not yeah. the cut of steak they were looking for nah, that's too to bad. beef up their bullpen. Yeah. So I guess we're going to have him on and just kind of talk about what it's like to have the rumors but not be traded. And, you know, yeah. I know he's on the, you know, he's on the you know, Tigers. How do you stay focused in the game yeah. mentally, mentally still sharp? still a professional athlete. You yeah. buck up. Yeah. 
And uh, do we have a wide world of weird sports? You're goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, Tim Tebow update, watch update. Tim Tebow update, watch update. Brought to you by... Mentos, feel the rush in your mouth. Tim Tebow breaks hand. Oops. Whoa. Subheadline, breaks severe enough for God to proclaim him out for the season. Yikes. Yeah. And things were going so well. They were. Tim Tebow had shown signs of life as a baseball player in his second year in the Mets system. He was hitting 273 with six home runs through 84 games. And in this article notes, earning an only slightly dubious Eastern League All-Star honors. <laughs> Whoa! So there you go. It was only slightly dubious he was selected yeah, for that. Yeah, it's good. Only a little like, dubious. We were obviously going to pick him for this, regardless of how good he was. We're really excited about how not egregious this yeah, was right. at the end. He plausibly earned it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but what does it mean for Tebow? He probably would, if he would have kept up this pace. The Mets are a shit show. Yeah. Okay. They probably would have called him up to in September because butts in seats. Yeah. Sure. Right? Rosters expand to 40. That's what seats are for. Yeah, exactly. Having yeah. butts in them. Right. He probably would have been a late season call up. Well, not so more. The Mets uh, the Mets also have a couple. One of their starting pitchers is also on the deal with hand, foot, and mouth disease. Oh. Whoa. Didn't that when you put your hand and your foot in your mouth at the same time and it doesn't fit so your jaw breaks? It's like you say something so rude. <laughs> right. You have to put your <laughs> foot your and hand. your hand in your mouth. I'm going to need another five digits on this one. <laughs> uh, he was batting 297 his last 10 games before the injury. And uh, he really could have actually brought some positive headlines to the Mets had he been able to be called up. Yeah, yeah sure. The good news, it's the uh, it's a hamate bone. And uh, the good news, it's a fairly common one in the oh, MLB. Oh, yeah, those get broken off. I didn't know what a hamate bone was until I had to look it up. After hand a, meat? Hand, yes. It's, ha, hand, it's the bone that holds all your hand meat on your hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. The old hand meat bone. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a, a, a bluegrass instrument. Yeah, it's... It's a really important bone. Oh, uh, sure. Your, in, your, your inbred cousin Billy is always yeah. gnawing on his handmate bone. <laughs> but, I mean, they, they used to use handmate bones to play the, uh, the, what do you call it, the washboard with. There we go. Because it makes the, the perfect like, rasping sound. Uh, former Marlins infielder Jeff Baker said it's the one of the better bones to deal with in the hand-wrist area. Well, what? it's good so, they went to an expert. Yeah, well, I was going to say, that's Why what I got to this article. guy that we're talking to? I've seen guys come back anywhere from two and a half to six weeks, Baker said. I had <sighs> surgery. The biggest thing is you have the wound heal. After that, it's a pain tolerance thing, and you're good to go. Phew. Thanks for the publicity. I'm Jeff Baker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll bet this is one of those situations where, to non-professional athletes, they'd be like, no, it was a real big deal. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it hurt sure. a lot. <laughs> Uh, the bone rests on the base of the hand, right where Tim Tebow's bottom hand would be while holding a bat. He, he'll he likely have the bone removed because basically that's what happens when you break it. They just take it out, apparently. <laughs> then you didn't need it in the first place. Well, should take it out of babies. Now his hand meat's going to be flopping around. Right. I don't know if it's quite that cut and dry, you guys. Sure. Well, it would be if you get it out of there. Can, Both can, cut and can, dry. Can doctors go ahead and compile like a list of all the useless things in our body? <laughs> like, okay, if you break or if it gets infected. Yeah, like, yeah. what what else are you going to just like if anything bad happens to it? Jump immediate to to yeah, let's just take it out. What's you got to take out everything. It's well, just it's, more stuff that can get cancer. Uh, appendix, right? Can go. Yep, you yeah. can definitely uh, lose the appendix. You rupture your spleen. Yep. That's gone. One of your kidneys. No, that's that's a big deal though. You can live. But I think like not living with a spleen is kind of like living with one kidney. Like it's, it's iffier. Whereas you you get your appendix out and it doesn't fucking matter. Your your tail, 
You can get rid of that tail. Oh, yeah, tailbone. Tail, really? I thought you need that because it's like connected mm, to no, your spine bone. Like the tail that's attached to the bone, the tail. But does that's that, not does that have no cord That's not it? science. What are you talking about? There's no tail. No, like your human tail. You can get rid of it. That's not a thing. Wait, 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 Jordan. Um, this is Phil, th- do you have a tail? No, not anymore. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. We're going to hit both of our two best friends today. All right. Oh, Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's, put your man boobs in a Manziel today. And... Socks, put them on your feet. Uh, Joel uh, was dancing, and that's why I think that second drop didn't get hit. Well, I think that the problem was when you said we're going to hit two of our best friends, I thought it was going to go right into... And LeBron James update last Oh, okay. I got I, my brain got confused on what you I meant by I thought you were using friends. that as a segue into punching Phil and I. Oh God, no! <laughs> Look, my brain is just very confused about this podcast tonight. It's just a quarter second behind. You think the whole time it's like, are we like the CNN correspondent in Moscow? Yeah. It's like, and how is the situation there? Yes. There Hello. Is a it's situation. good to be here. <laughs> uh, Okay, so Johnny Manziel traded to the Montreal Alouettes. Socle bleu! <laughs> Semicolon makes CFL starting debut. Mon dieu. <laughs> Very good, Phil. Uh, previously on uh, Johnny Manziel Update Watch Update, we've been off for two weeks, but the last time we checked in, Johnny Manziel was riding the bench as a Hamilton Tiger Cat, mm-hmm. and QB Jeremiah Mazzoli was setting the CFL ablaze. Yeah. On fire! I facetiously said, I know what we're all thinking. He should be traded to the Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> I remember you saying that because I thought that it was a very funny name for a team. Right? And everything about that felt like a joke. Right? And, well, and it was. But I Montreal did, seems like the least likely place for Johnny Menzel. Well, I did look. I, before I did the joke, I did look like, who's which team's quarterback situation is the worst? Right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Montreal, they have a terrible guy, and they clearly just use some other guys. Like, you know. And so, no, they actually traded for him in real life. Wow. Nice. We willed it into existence. Uh, so he's with uh, the Montreal Alouettes because of their mess at quarterback. He was reunited with his former Texas A&M coach, Mike Sherman, whose final season at Texas A&M was Johnny's redshirt freshman season. Montreal acquired Manziel and offensive lineman Tony Washington and Landon Rice from the Hamilton Tirecats in exchange for defensive end Jamal Westerman, wide receiver Chris Williams, and first-round draft picks in 2020 and 2021. They gave up Chris Williams? Those the, fools. They're gonna. They're planning for 2021. It's so <laughs> far in the future. <laughs> it's not your, that far in the future, Phil. 2021. That's three uh, years away. Two and a half. Still, who knows where we'll all be? Well, I think the Alouettes, or I'm sorry, the Hamilton Tiger Cats know where they're going to be. We're going to have either a new president or an exi- the same president by then. That that is factually correct. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, I will either be living in the United States or not living in the United right, States anymore. Yeah. Uh, this is a move both uh, Alouette's GM, Kaz, Kavis Reed, and I felt we needed to make at this point, Coach Mike Sherman said. Neither one of us believes in the status quo, and we felt we needed to shake things up. Johnny is someone we believe can elevate one of the most important positions on our team. Quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Phil, the sports outsider chiming in. I've been paying attention for 312 episodes. (laughs) So he's with the Montreal Alouettes. Yeah. He's about to make his Canadian football debut. Mm -hmm. Canadians everywhere wondered, how great is this going to be? Yeah. Red-green show good or SCTV show great? Right. 
Okay. Whoa! What's with the shot I, at the red green? I knew show. Joe would. I said good numbers. or great, good and great. They're both they're both outstanding. I'm being completely honest. I think I like the red green show more than I do SCTV. You're wrong. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you probably like Canadian bacon more than Strange Brew. I actually haven't seen Strange Brew. Okay, let's just <laughs> you like it. Okay, <laughs> last. So anyway, how good is he going to be? Is the setup for this joke? Yeah. How good is he going to be? Oh no. Uh, his first start in the CFL was more like the song, Alouetta. Oh. The children's song. I which, gu- I'm guessing it wasn't gentle, though. No. Well, uh, you know the song is Alouetta, gentille Alouetta, Alouetta, gentille plumeray. Yeah. It describes a child defeathering mm. a bird uh, body part by body part. I pluck, Gross. I, I pluck feathers from your head. I pluck feathers from your head. From your head. From your head. Oh. And then he's like, from your arm. He goes through and plucks off feathers from the entire bird gradually. Oh, God, what a horrifying song. Right? That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> that song is a horror movie for birds. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. The former... Let me skin the skin off yeah. of your face. Let me skin the skin off of your face. Off your face. Off, off your, your face. face. Oh. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a terrifying song. The former Cleveland Browns first round draft pick had a nightmarish performance in his first start, throwing four first half interceptions. <laughs> Holy shit! On route to a fifty to eleven loss to his former team, the <laughs> Hamilton Tiger Cats. Ouch! As, uh, as indicated by the fifty points, uh, Jeremiah Mazzola had a pretty good game. Passed for over three hundred yards. Yep. The streak continues. Two touchdowns, two interceptions, but. Um, Manziel's interception total was the highest in the CFL this season of anyone. He was removed from the game in the fourth quarter after going 11 for 20 passing for 104 yards. In the third quarter after he threw four picks in the first half? As I told you guys last week, their quarterback situation (laughs) is really bad. Yeah, it sounds like it. Worse, Worse than four picks in one half? He also had two rushes for four yards. Oh, well, never mind then. Uh... Johnny Manziel attempted to, quote, say the right things. You know, after the game, when the reporters come, you got to own up. You got to say the right things. But he started out with an outright lie. Quote, I felt I made some uncharacteristic plays today. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, this game is humbling. That's true. This is a humbling experience. I've had this experience in the past before, and there's two ways you can go about moving forward. Booze or weed. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh, that's a lot of progress. <laughs> he didn't say cocaine. Yeah. Right. I am very proud of that man's sobriety. Uh, would it have been nice to be here for two or three weeks and then get your first start? Sure. But I didn't lack any confidence coming into this game. I didn't feel unprepared. Today mm. went the way it went. It went just about as bad as it could possibly go. Only up from here. Uh, the first interception. For him. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, but also super jinx, Johnny. <laughs> Your life has taught you anything. It should be that there's always a lower point. You were drafted by the Cleveland Browns, and that wasn't your low point. No. Learn from that. It was being traded from Hamilton to Montreal. (laughs) Oh, no. Now it's throwing four interceptions in your first game. Against your old team. Yeah. Uh, The first interception came on their second offensive play. Oops. A ball thrown into coverage in the middle of the field. Manziel's second came after he scrambled away from pressure and tried to flip the ball to running back Tyrell Sutton. Mm -hmm. But the ball went off Sutton's hands and into a defender's. Okay, so tipped pass on that one. The third pick was a bootleg in which Johnny overthrew his intended receiver, and the fourth came under pressure when Manziel just handed the ball to the other team. (laughs) Huh. That's just a joke. Uh, I think it it was because he he threw it short. What would you think? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I think I just made some uncharacteristic throws. Manziel reiterated a bold-faced lie and then doubled down. <laughs> I didn't see myself out there being very accurate on every single throw. I let some things get away from me. And it's unfortunate. I wanted this day to go a lot better. I'd envisioned this in my head going a completely different way than it did. Well, so he's doing visualization. Good for him. Yeah, yeah he's, he read the secret. This sounds like a man who's, who's much more in touch with his mental health, if not reality with regards to football. That's right. It was just a bad day, Manziel said. Those days happen in football. You learn from them because I don't want to have this feeling again. It sucks. Nevertheless, I don't think this defines me coming up here as a CFL player. I don't think one game, good, bad, indifferent, makes anything of your career. If I would have been judged after one game at Texas A&M, I wouldn't be where I am today. I can characteristically say that, yes, this is just a blip in a CFL career. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, of course, yes, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, but when you compound all the other terrible days he's had, it leads to a pretty bad life. <laughs> yeah. This Saturday, August 11th, the Alouettes take on the first place in the East, Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh-oh. Red Blacks? Yeah, that's their name. Yikes. I think it's okay. I don't, oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's like a racist. I, mean, I don't think it's a racist thing. Joining us on the podcast, Tigers closer Shane Green passed over again. Shane, Shane, it's, it's, Shane? it's great. To passed meet you. over for a trade again. Nobody cares about old Shane Green. <laughs> uh, well, the Tigers clearly still care about yeah. old Shane Green. Oh, they held on to me. They stayed together for the kids, did we? <laughs> I was supposed to be traded. Well, I think they, I mean, to be fair, I think you're right, Shane. I think the Tigers, if they could have traded you, they, they probably would have. Yeah, yeah, I was that the pretty girl from Never Been Kissed, but coming down the staircase, and everyone's jaw was supposed to drop. But instead, everyone went, ah, still the girl with overalls. <laughs> Is she wearing glasses? Gross! Exactly, that's me. <laughs> Is that the Drew Barrymore one? No, that's the Rachel Lee Cook one. Okay. Of course. Anyway. That movie came out when I was very young. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah. But doesn't it say something that, uh, you know, you're, you're still with the team. You don't have to pack, pack up and move. Oh, I don't like get that. to move. <laughs> I wish that? I could have moved. What's that supposed to no, mean? No, when you move, you get to throw out all the stuff you forgot you had that you don't want anymore. It's a good way to clean out your life. Uh, you, can, fair point. you can do a garage sale, buddy. Yeah. Whoa, I'm going to sort. I'm gonna have a Michigan garage sale <laughs> what, what with all the financial prosperity happening in Detroit. <laughs> oh, come on. What, are they going to trade me gravel? Do it in Bloomfield Hills and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a better point. <laughs> also, I mean, you could get that gravel LeBron and gets take traded. that gravel. Sorry. LeBron has never been traded. Yeah. Well, he got to go somewhere else. <laughs> well, when he was a free agent. That's yes. pretty great. People wanted him. They're knocking down his door to get him on their team. What were you saying about gravel? I was going to say, maybe you could trade for that and then take that gravel and use that to trade for something else. Oh, like the paperclip movie? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, but gravel has some uses. Yeah, I guess so. There's a paperclip movie? Yeah, where somebody keeps trading up for a paperclip. They trade a paperclip for a cup, and then they trade a cup for a plate, and then they trade a plate for a house. That's how it ends, I think. Okay, Shane. I could have been a paperclip. What? Instead, I'm just a Detroit Tiger still. Let okay. me. Let I me. Mean, this is this is a Tiger. What? Do I not throw fast enough for you? Actually, is my arm not strong enough for the other teams? No, it's great. The Tigers are perfectly happy to have you. Oh, the Tigers are perfectly happy to keep me. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm the wife that you've been with for so long that you're like, I might as well. <laughs> Let me ask you in your in your dream of dreams. Yeah, how would this trade deadline have gone? Oh, this is how you? it would have gone, okay. right? Walk me through it. All right, trade deadline. It's kind of like the uh, the bomb and Mission Impossible Fallout. You got oh, I have, 15 oh, I minutes. Seen it. Oh, I won't ruin anything for you. Okay, it's a bomb set for 15 minutes, <laughs> as there is in almost every Mission Impossible narrative. And right when it gets to two seconds, every phone rings. And they all go, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. This much money. This much money. This much money. This much money. And it keeps going up and up and up. And then I go, I pick you at the one second. And then the trade deadline expires. And all the press goes, oh, Shane Green. You're the best (laughs) pitcher. You went for the most money to the coolest place, to the greatest team where everyone wants to be your friend. And you don't have to live in gravel country. That is a shocking lack of uh, specifics for journalists. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're so excited. Really breaking from the who, what, where mold. The narrative is emotional, Joel. <laughs> Look, I could be in Miami next season. But hey, let me ask you, They weren't exactly buyers of the deadline. Is that, what, is that what this is all about? Do you, do you feel picked over? Do you feel, I mean, like passed over? Yeah, feel? I feel passed over. Is that what this is all about? I just, just want someone to want me. Shane, can I ask you something? I want you to want me. When... When you were in middle school and they were uh, choosing teams for, like, kickball. Last! <laughs> oh. Well, he's a pitcher. He would be terrible at kickball. My well, legs are tiny and weak. I'm a pitcher. That's, that's, My that's arms are like strong. I'm useless for kickball. Always last. Did you, have a, did you have a date to prom? Well, I did go to prom. I hung out by the punch bowl looking available. <laughs> That so, does not. So no, would be passed that. over. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. You know what? Last last Passover, I got passed over. <laughs> I mean that that was that was good because you didn't want the plague to kill your newborn, your first your firstborn it's son. It's good to be thought of. <laughs> that, that I was... wish it would have cared <laughs> enough to target me. I would have hated the result, but appreciated the sentiment. Okay. Ain't nobody wants Shane Green. Hey, you know, you're on this podcast. Well, we, didn't, we didn't pass you over. We wanted you. Oh, we that's true. You'd be an interesting guest. I mean, huh. granted, we had a, a couple dozen cancellations, but a uh, couple dozen cancellations. <laughs> How many people canceled? Ooh, a uh, let's lot. See. Yeah, uh, we had a lot of guys who were traded at the deadline. Yeah, and oh. they couldn't because they were traded. So they were moving. Yes, they were they kind were of like, handling. Oh, stuff. sure, they were getting rid of all their old stuff yeah, to buy out, new stuff. Throwing out old crap, getting like a, a swanky new apartment, getting a new jersey oh, yeah. that doesn't smell. Do you, are you not laundering your jersey? Uh, I am, but it still has some residual stink. Hey, hey, Shane, how do you think your jersey feels when it gets passed over like that? I guess that's true. Except for jerseys don't have feelings, Joel. <laughs> jerseys are jerseys. That's fair enough. Passed over again. So when there was all that excitement Trade, about... Trade, somebody want me. That's all I'm asking. Somebody out there want me. So when there was all that excitement about the uh, the appointment of a new Supreme Court justice, were you really upset when... Why did they pick me? <laughs> nice. I care about justice supremely. <laughs> I, think, I think you still... There's still hope because, you know, August uh, 31st is the non-waiver trade deadline. So if you pass through waivers, you could still be traded. Oh, that's true. All I got to do is pass through waivers. And you'll probably clear waivers. 
That's oh, I'll definitely clear waivers. Like you're, you're okay, but you're not that good. So. Oh come on! No, what does what does that mean? I mean, it 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 means that I mean I'm excited to have you on the team. You're a strong member of our our bullpen, but uh... look, somebody show Joel who's boss and just put a bunch of money in front of me and take me. Somebody take me, please. All right. Well, uh... doesn't even have to be a baseball team. Do you have a restaurant? I'll be a waiter. You would be a waiter. Yeah, bus of, boy. I'll take bus boy. Instead of a major league relief pitcher. Look, everybody who passed over me in kickball at elementary school, let's get the gang back together. Don't pick me last. I'm not pathetic. You are. Shane, it's been uh, wonderful to have you on the show. It's yeah. been really hard. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to have to ask you to leave. <clears throat> what? I'm getting passed over for staying out the podcast. No, I we're... Trading you to another podcast. I win! Yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports, the 50 best trash talk lines in sports history. Ooh. Part one. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. So how many do you think we're going to nail Oh, there's today? 50. <laughs> So I'm thinking this is probably going to be a four-parter, five-parter. Let's see what our speed is. Yeah, let's see is. how we can go because it is just lines. Sometimes we comment on them. Sometimes right. we don't. Uh, so this is from June 29th, 2012 on the Bleacher Report. So. Oh, we missed the last six years of burns? There's a lot of burns in that time, too. Well, yeah. call up Anthony Jesselnik, have him fill you in. Yeah. Uh, verbal intimidation has always been the backbone of physical competition. Throughout history, the sports world has been flooded with colorful characters who possess a Might flair for the dramatic. Overstating the importance of trash talk, but we'll let that slide. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Some boast, others berate, but all are fearless in their pursuit of vocal greatness. This guy loves the thesauri. Forget those who ran their mouths in a losing effort or before a disastrous defeat. We're focusing on those who backed up their talk. Mm. These dudes made good on their promises. So we're not even getting all the trash talk with us. We're only getting winner's trash talk. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy the 50 best trash talk lines in sports history. Beware of flying saliva. Number 50. Kobe Bryant gets political. The line, if he calls that number, I'll be sure to pick up after the fifth ring. Uh, Fifth ring presumably refers to, to how many championships he won. Yeah. Did he uh, win five? That sounds about right. Yeah. He won three with Shaq. Yeah. yeah, and then two more. After diehard Bulls fan Barack Obama told Kobe that Derrick Rose may have his number, the Black Mamba decided to embrace his 2010 champion vic- championship victory in style. Owned. Yeah. That's a pretty good line. That's a pretty good line. Yeah. I didn't get it at first, but yeah, yeah that's pretty good. Yeah. Number 49, Floyd Mayweather's Jr.'s pre-fight antics. He said, when I retire... I'll get Ricky Hatton to wash my clothes and cut my lawn and buckle my shoes. Ricky Hatton ain't nothing but a fat man. I'm going to punch him in his beer belly. He ain't good enough to be my sparring partner before beating Hatton in 10 rounds to become 39 and 0. See, he went with the quantity over quality approach there. <laughs> I mean, like, There's some quality in there. A little bit. I like I'm going to punch him in his beer belly. Yeah. I like, I, I, he is a fat man. Yeah. Buckle my shoe? Yeah. That, that's a good one. That was my favorite part of the whole thing. What kind yeah. of shoes does he wear? Uh, he's a pilgrim. Right? <laughs> shoes with buckles. Yeah. Number 48, Larry Bird picks his prey. He said, I'm just looking around to see who's going to finish second. 
Ooh, three-point yeah. competition, probably. Yeah, a confident exclamation from a ferocious bird during the 1986 All-Star Weekend. He would win the three-point contest. Yep, that's that's a good one. <laughs> Number 47, Sean Avery gets disrespected. That happened a lot. The line, fatso there just forgot to shake my hand, I guess. It's <laughs> kind of a weird trash talk line. Sounds more like a throwaway. But odds are he didn't quite forget... Uh, odds are he didn't quite forget after the Rangers trounced the Devils in the first round of the 2008 playoffs. Mm. So, so who said it? Uh, Sean Avery gets disrespect. I don't know. Who said it to him? That's a great question. I don't know. It, it didn't say. really be in the article. Yeah. It's not in the article. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, number 46, the Chad Ochocinco rulebook. Chad Johnson's rule number... Excuse me. Chad Johnson's rule number... 1059 it is against nfl policy to cover chad ochocinco man to man it has always been a rule but with the events of last year we must have forgotten who he was please note that he is still the most uncoverable receiver in the league this rule is for the safety and embarrassment of all defensive backs it's part of a bit yeah it's maybe a bit, i like i like that he's assumed a character right it has, it has its own unique voice like yeah. Uh, creatively, I think you really got to hand it to him in that one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. An elegant letter demanding that double coverage uh, or zone is necessary when covering Ocho Cinco. Another brilliant stunt by the diva that is Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, whatever. And route to his no, 1,047 yards. You can tell it's 2012 by use of the present tense. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Number 45, John L. Sullivan is bare-knuckled. He said, my name is John L. Sullivan, and I can lick any son of a bitch in the, in the place. Boy, that's that's on point. It's succinct. Yeah. I'm what, all for it. What was John out? Was he a boxer? So recognized oh, yeah, as the I last heavyweight uh, oh. champion of bare knuckle boxing oh. under the London prize ring rules. John L. finished with 32 wins, one loss, two draws, and a no decision. He became the first heavyweight champion of gloved boxing, 1881 to 1890. And what was the line again? Just one more time. My name is John L. Sullivan, and I can lick any son of a bitch in the place. <laughs> funny why when are they going to bring back the london prize ring rules you know yeah no i, I feel don't like think we're they're all going to. missing those because of doctors right you should win a ring if you get the fight win yeah number 44 mike dicka's take on journalism he said <laughs> what's the difference between a three-year-old puppy and a sports writer in six weeks the puppy stops whining oh <laughs> That was solid. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. Always the voice of reason. I was uh, I was anticipating something about uh, pee. Yeah, no. that's our poo. Yeah, whining. You went with whining. Okay. Number forty three. Bryce Harper disrespects the circus. He said, "That's a clown question, bro." In response to a reporter asking teenage phenom Bryce Harper if he would take advantage of the lower drinking age in Toronto following the Nats win over the Blue Jays four to two. On June 12th, in which Harper smacked a 438-foot bomb. That's really stretching the definition of trash talk. Yeah. I mean, as great a line as that is. It's a good line. I wouldn't yeah. call it trash talk. It's yeah. definitely, it was not in any way, shape, or form related to competitive sports. Yeah. Number 42, Mike Gundy becomes a man. He said, come after me. <laughs> I'm a man. I'm 40. Again, 
not trash talk. I'd also argue you can't really call him a winner in this case because if anybody lost from that exchange, it was Mike well, Gundy. Well, following a victory over Texas Tech Red Rangers, OSU coach Mike Gundy shared with the media an award-winning performance that few could digest comfortably. He wasn't pleased with an article written about his quarterback, Bobby Reed, and also made it clear he wasn't in favor of scrutinizing amateur athletes. Bravo, sir. I feel like the rant went on long enough and had so many individual parts that you could call it trash talk. I guess, but who's who's he trash talking? Yeah, the journalist like, I, again. Yeah, so that's like, like that's problematic. Yeah. All right, the last one of part one, number forty-one. Michael Beasley changes momentum. He said, "We're going to beat Kansas at home. We're going to beat them. We're going to beat them in their house. We're going to beat them in Africa. Wherever we play, we're going to beat them." Wow. Yep. Beating then undefeated number two, Kansas, in March of 08, marked the first time Kansas State beat Kansas in Manhattan since 1983. Unfortunately, the Wildcats would lose the return match in Lawrence, but Beasley made his mark. Why were they playing in New York? That's... It's a joke. Manhattan's the name of the town that Kansas State's in. It's the, Manhattan, it's Kansas. It's a little apple. Yeah. And that brings it on to another wide world of weird sports. I'm the sports outsider, so I thought it really wasn't Manhattan. That was very confusing to me. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings you close another sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to ask uh, Shane Green to give you our contact information. I'm back. Oh, yeah. oh, there you are. Awesome. That's right. Hey, we would like you... Hey, there we go. Finally, give, I get some respect here. To give our contact information. All right, you can out. find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. Or you can trade that URL for mine. Search, search for Shane Green. Or you can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Or you can search for my Twitter, Shane Green. Or you can find all of our back episodes on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Or you can listen to my podcast, Shane Green. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. Uh, I don't know why, but the Yankees just called. Okay. They were asking about Shane Green, informed us that they definitely did not want to trade for him. Ouch. Yeah. Hope nobody digs too deep in his Twitter, just in case. Yeah, Yeah. just in case. Bye, Joel. Okay, joining us now on the podcast. What? We're doing news, news, news. What the fuck is wrong with you? Use that blooper. I drank for 12 hours on Friday, Jordan, and I did it for you. Killed a lot of brain cells.